Well, so we can start with an icebreaker. All right. So for my icebreaker this week, I decided to do one that's pretty chill. We're still trying to figure out our characters and everything. So for this one, how does your character relax after a hard day's work? And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe before we all met each other, there were things that we did in our spare time to unwind. Frankly, I don't need to, but Alvi always enjoyed chess. And oftentimes, especially in the later years of Alvi's life, he would forget most of the rules of the game. So it was mostly just moving pieces on a board back and forth. That's what we did every single night. That's cute. Aw. Aw. <laughs> does chess exist in this world as like chess as we know it? It does now. <laughs> it yeah. does now. I mean, those tools you can pick. You can get chess. a dragon chess set. That's what I'm saying. Is like, is is it is dragon chess distinctly different from chess, or is our version of chess different in any way? I mean, if Harry Potter had chess, that was exactly the same but different. <laughs> Yeah, Wizards Chess. <laughs> chess is universal. No, I was just giving, uh, you know, PJ an opportunity to like add a, add any flavor to chess. Is there any distinctly Canian flavor to chess in this world? The king is just slightly shorter than the queen in this version. <laughs> <laughs> we love a short king. Yes. Well played. <laughs> oh, man. Josh, do you have yours? Sure. I'll make something up. Uh, after a long day's work, I'd either make my way up to the surface for a lukewarm glass of slick and a tavern brawl, or I'll follow around my old pal Thalen and just, uh, try and get him in trouble somehow. He needs it sometimes, you know? So you fight to unwind in a brawl? Well, brawling's a little different than fighting, so whenever I spend all day learning unit formations and battle tactics, it's kind of fun to just go up and actually punch someone rather than write about it. Yeah. I imagine this is the point at which it cuts away to Thalen, and he says, I do not brawl. (laughs) I am highly trained in the art of martial combat. I have been studying swordplay and combat tactics for my entire life. I do not brawl. Whatever Walker said, I beg of you, look at me. Do I look like a backroom brawler? Please. (laughs) Just back to Thalen. Did uh, Did he get all... Weird. Did he puff up like a puffer fish? Did he do that? <laughs> I bet he did that. Yeah, it's because he doesn't hit. He can't hit. While you were drinking, Walker, I was studying the brawl. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, and then it cuts away to like a brawl scene, like you know, like a shot from afar, yeah. and he's like got his chest puffed out, and he's like, "Stand down, I beg of you." <laughs> and then there's like another guy like trying to punch him with his cuffs. Stand down. It sounds You're exactly You're making a fool right. of yourself. <laughs> this is not proper form. <laughs> you dare challenge me? On my honor, I will see you laid out on this floor. <laughs> if I had my sword, had they my do not sword. allow them in. <laughs> if I had my sword. I love that that's like what I literally said yeah. whenever I was talking. <laughs> if I had my sword, though, <laughs> you'll see. <laughs> but if you're nothing without the sword... What are you? (laughs) I don't know what it is, though. The use of the term lukewarm to describe slick is just not. (laughs) I wanted it to be as gross as possible. Yeah. (laughs) Moist. I'm pretty sure there's no magic and it's not like they have ice laying around. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) The way Elenil unwinds after a really long day of practicing rigorously with my archery skills. I always tie my hair back really tight to make sure nothing's in the way. 
So I just slowly unwrap all the braids in my hair and brush it through. And then I just honestly, just a really hot bath is like the best way possible to unwind after a crazy long day. And I don't know how you could do anything else but that to feel good. <sighs> Man, adventuring is going to be hard. <laughs> Ella, did you use all the hot water again? <laughs> That's great. Simple. Yeah. So uh, I, um, I'm the future again. Um, and I just, I don't think I unwind or relax uh, because we, I mean, we meditate and chant, but maybe... That's why I am the way I am. What is this relaxation you speak of? I like apples. I'll, I'll munch an apple. That's a that's a good time when I feel those juices between my teeth and tongue. Mm. That's yeah. Uh. Juices between my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why I'm fixated on apples, but ever since <laughs> oh, it's it's there now. It's okay, it works. Yeah, you know, it's hard to relax after a really long stretch of combat when you're running like multiple encounters and you're just watching their resources dwindle down. It is so hard not to like fudge a roll or throw them a bone, but you got to let them learn. You know, it's like sink or swim out here. So how do I relax? <sighs> romantic comedy, honestly, just trashy, romantic literature is like for me, it's the antithesis of what we're doing during a game and helps me take my mind off of the trauma of losing another group. I, sorry, I, I promised I wouldn't go down that road again. No, we've buried it. This is new. This is going to work. This one's going to be great. Did I mention I need this to go well? Did you bury them? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm playing the role of this dungeon master who's killed just like Everybody. every <laughs> You're telling us this isn't a romantic comedy campaign? Yeah, I was about to say, just wait till we all make this a romantic comedy, whether you want it or not. I've sealed my fate, yep. damn it. Leo in the future aren't like, will they or won't they <laughs> characters? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a clueless robot with a heart of gold. He's a cultist who's really focused on his career. <laughs> oh, man, that's the editing theme of this bonus feature. Can this Warforge teach this cultist how to love? from a hook embedded in the high ceiling of this small windowless room. The narrow entry is blocked by a heavy door crafted of thick timbers bound in metal and coated with tar. It fits tightly into its jam and it has no handle or lock on the inside. 
A sturdy metal table sits between two chairs, all bolted to the floor in the center of the room. The iron manacles chained to the middle of the table leave little doubt as to its purpose. After what feels like hours, a lock clicks and the heavy door creaks open. Light floods the chamber as a silhouetted figure glides into view. The door shuts and the figure lingers in the shadows. The tiny ember of a seaweed cigarette glows softly as he draws on it. The smoke from it floods your nostrils as he speaks in the darkness. My apologies for keeping you waiting. There was much to learn. The slow, steady manner of his speech has an air of authority, clearly intended to command attention. And after a long drag, he steps forward, the heels of his whaleskin shoes clicking loudly on the stone floor as he moves into the harsh light from the lantern above. The long shadows it casts over his serious, bespectacled face add to his imposing stature. Stiff black slacks and a rough spun tunic complement the long, gray, high-collared overcoat which tastefully frames the rest of his features. A large, slick scalp of mauve and four tentacles that extend out from where a mouth should be. One of the tentacles extinguishes the cigarette on the metal table, while another lights a match, and a third still brings a new cigarette to his concealed lips as he draws another long puff. Exhaling slowly, he speaks again. Pardon the theatrics. I can never resist making an entrance. My name is Inspector Godot, and he pulls his lapel back to show that he has a badge pinned to his tunic below. Of course, I am a member of the Scouts. I lead a small force of agents tasked with keeping the peace. And up till now, that job has been a bit too easy, it seems. Unrest has been brewing in plain sight. And it's brought up a lot of questions. Questions about who you are what affiliations you might have, what links you all may possess to whoever it is who is behind this attack. I should stress, what's important to me is the truth, and I will get it. We're the future and we don't know anything. I think you do. You were at the ceremony, correct? You spoke in front of the whole city, and then suddenly you were caught up. The, the speech was rehearsed beforehand uh, and drilled into our brains collectively over many, many years and sessions. It's, it's fairly frequent that we say and repeat the same phrases and, and whatnot. Um, but I, we, excuse me, I'm having difficulty parsing everything. Uh, can I have one of your cigarettes? Extends a tentacle. Uh, which pulls a cigarette out from inside the breast pocket of his overcoat and uh, lights it for you as he puts it up to your mouth. I chew on it because uh, I have no clue what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch him do it. 
He kind of like raises an eyebrow, <laughs> which he doesn't really have. <laughs> a, a brow ridge like goes up and uh, sort of looks at you quizzically and says, go on. Uh, this is not as good as an apple, but the, the thing about th- what happened is, um, well, do you want to know about the guy or the the uh, the the person or the the um, the other stuff? I'm not the one you should be talking to. <laughs> I pull my cloth up, <laughs> but I'm still chewing on the cigarette behind the cloth. <sighs> Gross. It's gonna smell like that forever. <laughs> Calm down. What did they look like? I don't often have to remember or recall details. But he kind of pulsed blue. Is blue the color? Blue sounds right. Bluish. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hit him. Well, that didn't happen in order, though. That was later. I hit him twice. Did he have any recognizable marks? Anything that would indicate his involvements, his affiliations? Was it someone you knew? We don't know anyone that isn't us that well. I see. So. You struck him. We struck him, yes. And he fought back. I... I, And he was blue. Yeah. Yep. Mm. He dropped some bits later. Bits. Locker kind of like cracks his neck and stands up, reaches in to one of his uh, like kind of satchel pouches and uh, pulls out the shards that he gathered and just kind of tosses them on the table and says... Yeah, I think these are the um, bits that one's yes. referring to. That. He pulls out, uh, one of his tentacles pulls out a little notebook that he kind of flips open and he looks at it and says, Walker, is it? I, I guess, yeah, I got a little involved, but um, I can tell you with pretty solid confidence, it's not anything related to the rest of my people. As far as I know, I was just, I happened to be in the area. I was here for the celebration and just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But I'm hoping to figure out what's going on just as much as you are. Tell me, where did you get the weapons you use? You were seen... Oh, the, that was that was a broom. And uh, I broke it in half to make it pointy. <laughs> See, this is why eyewitness testimony is sometimes so unreliable. Because there are several who swear you had a sword in your hand. You moved with the finesse of a highly trained combatant. They're not... Of course, that's coming from people who've likely never seen a highly trained combatant. But uh, tell me, under such an onslaught, there were four of you facing off against this individual, as it were. How was he able to withstand so much? How How was one person able to resist that much... I'm honestly uh, unsure, but if I had to guess, and I'll gesture and kind of like knock over one of the shards a little bit more so it clatters, whatever that is seemed more in control than uh, he was. I don't know if we were fighting a person anymore or something else that happened to be inside of a person's body. One of his tentacles lifts up a shard and he holds it up into the light and it glows like aquamarine. And he studies it for a moment and takes another long drag of his cigarette and he sets it back down on the table. I have a question. How did you manage oh. to... Yeah. Sorry. Um, like, Josh as a player is still super weirded out that this is an illithid. 
but is that just normal to the rest of us? Like, is this guy like around town? They're extremely rare, but uh, none of you would have any reason to think that he is anything but a member of the community, you know, tasked with investigating this mystery. Okay. But I didn't tell you that because I did want you to feel uneasy. So (laughs) (laughs) Um, he puts it down and it says, how is it that you managed to come by these? Well, um, your agents aren't very good, I guess, because they were at the scene. And uh, I waited a while, went back, and they were there still. It seems that you are the only one who managed to evade capture at the scene of the crime. How is it that you evaded what I will say are excellent agents? They've been trained in every respect for these possibilities. Oh, we've all been trained. Don't worry about that. I didn't really want to deal with um, the unfortunate uh, process of extradition. People would be really disappointed if they had to come bail me out from down there, I think. But whenever I realized your people missed these, I figured I should probably grab them and bring them by because as I mentioned before, I'm just as concerned about this as you are. I have made a pretty damn good hobby out of getting out of having to do the work that I'm expected to do with my people. And if uh, more of this starts showing up, I'm going to have to full on enlist. And I'd rather not do that. I see. And he turns now to the automaton and he is tall, but you're taller and looks up at you and says, now you are a bit of a mystery. Your name, no one seems to know. So who are you, friend? Well, I'm Leo. And until today, almost the entirety of my life has been within the Church of the Second Wave. I see. I have it on good authority. One of my own agents, as a matter of fact. Saw you cast some sort of, (laughs) he called it, a spell? I grabbed a rock. I threw a rock. Ah, I see. Uh, Do your stones often explode? In such a manner? They, I don't throw rocks very often, so I don't think saying no is truthful, but also 100% of the rocks I've thrown at assailants have blown up like that, but there's only been one. And have you ever experienced anything? But before you continue, can I also have a cigarette? <laughs> he hesitates as you interrupt him and very, very deliberately pulls out the pack, like it's a little metal tin that holds cigarettes, and pulls another one out and extends it and says, I assume you won't need a match either? I don't think I can even swallow it. I'm just going to chew on it until it falls out of my mouth, honestly. Uh, You realize, of course, that these aren't cheap. Don't know anything about that. So it would seem. And he gives it to you (laughs) to chew on (laughs) Does it does it taste funny to you too? Don't taste anything. Oh. All right. Just me then. You were also seen providing medical aid to a member of the future. Mm-hmm. Successfully, it would seem. Yeah, yeah, they seemed like they needed help. He now rests comfortably in a bed and he will live thanks to your efforts. He seemed not super appreciative, but you know, all I did was kind of touch him. Well, perhaps in a moment of duress, it was difficult for him to convey, but you should know he has asked to speak with you. 
if and when this all blows over. What do you mean, if? Really? Yes, it would seem that he'd like to show his gratitude in person. Okay. And by if, I mean that... Well, we'll get to the if. He turns now to the last person in the room. You I don't recognize either. I feel I should. I feel someone should. But no one there. At least, it seems as though the community knows you by the name Nelly. But I have no record of a Nelly that matches your description. So do you want to tell me who you really are? Or will we keep up the charade? She hesitates and looks to each person and realizes that this probably is not the place to keep up a charade like that because she's not very um, good at these kinds of things. So she takes off her hood and unwraps the tightly made braids along her head to have her hair flow down her shoulders. My name is Elenil. I keep a... I, I just keep myself covered up a little bit just when I'm walking around the town. Just, I just don't want to cause any, like, fusses or bring attention to myself. So that, that's all. It's nothing that deep. <laughs> There's a look of recognition on his face as he comes to understand who you are. He says... Ah, indeed, you bear a striking resemblance to your mother, who I knew. Walker, like, sighs and is like, fucking rich girls. <laughs> I throw a hard side <laughs> eye uh, to Walker, but I don't say anything. Do you think it you should be judging her, Walker? I don't know what you mean. Wait, are you... Uh, I'm, I'm an orphan, so... Oh, me too. Cool. Yeah, that's neat. We share that. Well, we, the future, we're all... We're all orphans in the futures anyway. Sorry, shutting up. Oh, okay, so I should. And then I put the seaweed back up <laughs> like I was doing earlier. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I think Elanil's cool. I know Elanil. I haven't met you. Well, I have now, but I've heard of you and your family. Thank you. You're, and I yeah. blush a little. Ella, I don't blame you for choosing to remain incognito. However, I would venture a guess that your father is unaware of... How often, it would seem, you make your way down to the commons? So, for now, if you answer my questions truthfully, this will remain between us. And assuming this does not lead to a hearing, he may never have to know. But if I were you, from now on, I would exercise extreme caution when choosing to leave the safety of the bluffs. Elenil, from your perspective, what happened today? <sighs> heavy sigh. <laughs> um, okay, so I remember being in the crowd, and then the future had at us a speech. Oh, it's, it's getting hot in here. Um, so they had a speech, and then it was crazy. There was that the guy, he came out of nowhere and, and put his arms around, um, not this future, but like another future and was like, I'm going to kill this guy. Y'all are fake. And then he did. <laughs> and it was crazy. <laughs> he had this 
thing in his hand and what none of us have ever seen. He did like something that was like flashy. It was it was it was kind of cool. If it wasn't like aimed to, you know, like kill people. Um, but yeah, that happened. And so uh, after seeing someone basically die on stage, uh, me and a couple of other people jumped to defend because that that that's what heroes do and I, I wanted I wanted to help um so I I saw what I could use to, to help and I, I did my best you said he was holding something was well you were mean, these what he was holding yeah it, it didn't it wasn't broken but that's yeah he was holding that hmm. I think he had things on his hands too ah he reaches inside his jacket pocket and tosses something on the table, something like this. And you see a shredded, tattered remains of a glove. I think so, yeah. This is the only thing I managed to dig up from the debris that now lives the commons. The hand inside it is long gone. And we may never find it. Mm. You said he was wearing these. Did, did, did they look strange to you? Did you sense anything odd about them? Uh, I mean, none of us have really seen anything like that, so it's it's kind of hard to understand what we were looking at in the moment. But he seemed like he was looking at them a lot. Like, he also didn't really know what was going on. I don't think he was ever in control. I think he was just really mad and, and grabbed these items that he didn't know what they were to to make a point. And uh, he, he did make a point. Um unsuccessfully, but he did nonetheless. He is kind of pacing back and forth on the other side of the table a couple times and stops and says, do you know why they gave me the title of inspector? Does you look scary? Did you, did you give it to yourself? <laughs> is it because the things can find clues real good? Oh, oh no, it's the It's, it's because the you have a badge. You have more hands. Because cynicals that can find clues. Was this a hypothetical? Were we supposed to answer this one? What's that called? Um, uh, rhetorical? Bingo. A rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed rhetorical. They don't teach illithid history in the schools here because there are so few of us living. Would I know any illithid history? You know what, my friend? Give me a history check. Uh, 15 plus 4, 19. You would. Um, it's known, at least according to maybe the histories passed down by the dwellers, that Illithids once existed as a race of hive-minded creatures, and they fed on the brains of other intelligent beings and have long since evolved from that to become regular members of society. And yet they retain some of their psychic abilities, just, just very minor. They call it a sense that they have for people. And their abilities, their, their hunches, make them very good at this kind of job. Do you still feed on brains? He looks extremely offended. <laughs> and then chuckles and says, if I did, do you think I'd find anything up there? Gesturing at your head. Ooh, frankly, I don't know. <laughs> no, you can all rest easy. I sustain myself off of a protein-rich supplement, which I create myself from 
resources found abundantly on the seafloor below. Fish? You eat fish? It contains fish. <laughs> it is a very, very specific dilution of several... So, like, ceviche? I don't know what ceviche is, but sure. You guys have no good stuff up here. <laughs> Frankly, it's the only thing that I subsist <laughs> off of. I, I don't have a taste for most food that's commonplace in Vesper. Yeah, this is the only thing that I eat. But uh, we're getting off topic. The reason I am here is because I have a knack for sussing out the truth. And quite frankly, I love a good puzzle. But this is far more than one of my normal investigations. This is a serious threat to our community. And you'll all be pleased to know that, well, I'm going to cut in here and say, everybody give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. And this DC is a little high. So you'll have to beat a 20. Yeah. 17. Two. Oh, wow. 19. So close. Uh, 19 plus three. 22. <laughs> Let me paint the picture for you. You've all been implicated, not by me explicitly, but by association, by, as you put it, Walker, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You've all been implicated in what happened today because, you see, the facts are so obfuscated. I believe this is the intention of this individual and the group I suspect he was a part of. You think there's more? I do. I have reason to believe that this unrest doesn't start with him, but is a symptom of something else. I believe there is a seed of something dark festering in this community. And I have been unable to locate the source of this unrest. And so it would seem that I'm in need of some help. The council will look for someone to pin this on, somewhere to cast blame, some way to quell the fear that is already spreading throughout the community. Talk of this will be uncontainable. The rumors will spread and the truth will become further diluted. So the council will seek to close the case as quickly as possible. And it is as simple to them as finding a way to connect you, Leo, to the crime somehow, since you were seen twice performing feats of a miraculous nature. And while I think I understand to some extent, it will be difficult to convince them otherwise, unless an olive branch were extended. What kind of an olive branch? Well, I mentioned needing some help. Just so happens that the organization I'm a part of, the Scouts, is in need of some new recruits. And if the eyewitness reports are to be believed, you all seem to fit the bill. And so I'm offering you a job temporary. You'd be freelancing contractors and you would receive some, I guess, light training and we would test your abilities further. Of course, you would be briefed about what has been going on within my organization and the things that I've learned from my investigations. If you help me, I will help you. So we are simultaneously under investigation and being offered a job. It's a real head scratcher. The council will ask me to look into this further. One way or another, I will be tasked with finding the truth, but I am not the only person who will be looking to close this case. I might be the only person who's looking for the facts at this time. 
The council is simply looking for a way to make this go away. I am suggesting that if you work for me, I will have not only a way to assure the council that I am keeping a close watch, but also I think we can get to the root of this faster. The choice is yours, but I think we both stand to gain quite a lot from this arrangement. Can we talk amongst ourselves for a moment without you? Tell you what, you all look like you could benefit from a good rest, and I do not wish for you to make any hasty decisions in the exhausted state you are currently. So if we decide no, are we just free to go about our business? What is the alternative? So what happens is if you say no, then the council will open an investigation. Myself and I'm sure others, because again, I'm under the jurisdiction of the city. I am beholden to, I guess you might call it scout's honor. <laughs> and yet... I'm sorry. <laughs> I can give you an answer right now. If you have the power, if the Church of the Second Wave can get official funding from the government, I will join you. He sighs deeply and says, I'm not a bureaucrat. I understand. I'm not a lobbyist. I can't promise you that. He used to eat brains. Sorry. I did not used to eat brains. <laughs> Sorry, but we were talking about brains a lot earlier. I do apologize for that comment. I just... did. I, I'm sorry. This is why I recommend you take the time. You're right. If you say yes, you will be working together. It's kind of a package deal. If the four of you agree to join me, together we will work to uncover the truth and protect our city. And I think it will set you up, Leo. Let me put it this way. If this goes well and we bring whoever's behind this to justice, you will have whatever you need until the end of your days. I'm quite sure of it. I guess my, my one other question is, can I go home tonight? And if not, can somebody go take care of Alvi? He looks at his notebook, Alvi, writes it down. I'm guessing he is the curator of the church? Yes. I see. You will all be transferred now to uh, another cell, larger, more comfortable. It's protocol to keep you here overnight. In the morning, you're free to go. And if you haven't come to an answer, that's okay. Glancing down at a small pocket watch that he's pulled out of his breast pocket, he notices the time and breathes deeply, looks at Joel and says, I fear we will not speak again before your release in the morning, so I offer this instead. And he pulls out four small brooches and lays them on the table and says, these are my olive branch. And they are shaped like a simple crest with a crossbow at the bottom, an arrow shooting up, and across the arrow are the words, honor guard. These are effectively badges of honor and will gain you entry to our agency's headquarters on the surface. At any point in time, ideally in the near future, should you decide to take me up on my offer, these will guide you. And with that, he puts his cigarette out and he puts his notebook away. It does a little knock on the door and it opens from the other side and turns back to face you all as he's standing in the hallway and says, I hope you take everything I've said here. 
with the sincerity that I fully intend. I know it's difficult to trust at a time like this, and getting this relationship off on the right foot is of paramount importance to me. He nods, and with that, turns and walks away. Well met, friend. It is I, Mathar, your dungeon master, and uh, this week I come to you beseeching forgiveness. We said there would be two episodes today. We did say that. You're not imagining things. You're in the middle of what was meant to be two episodes right now. Uh, in the last edit, we realized that they were both just okay. And when we trimmed them down and stuck them together, they were a lot better. So you get one awesome episode as opposed to two well, okay episodes. Trust us, it's for the best. If you want to hear an extended cut, which is over two, I think two and a half hours of additional goofs and table talk, and maybe a little more Godot, I can't remember. I guess we could put something like that up on, I don't know, like a Patreon or something. Maybe just stick it on the Discord. We have it. We don't know if we should cut it and release it because we don't know what you want. So reach out. Let us know. I uh, hope you're enjoying the episode and I'll let you get back to it. And we're going to jump forward and say it is the following morning. You've all taken a long rest. You are awoken by guards, processed, and released. And now you're all standing in the commons. It's early morning. Sounds of the city are already uh, making their way through every ward. Do we need a place to deliberate? If you're suggesting I go to the Church of the Second Wave, I am not going there. <laughs> We are not going there. Well, all right, so not the church. Uh, maybe I'm being paranoid, but I feel like we're definitely being listened in on here. Why don't we go to the tavern? We're all super comfortable there. I'm comfortable there. You seem comfortable there. I I don't know about big guy here, and I pat Leo on the back. It's like a clank sound. And you, have you ever, are you guys allowed fun? Or like, have you had alcohol? It, it, it's important real quick for us, for we, we, I told, we told you that we like apples and you cannot tell anyone else that we have preferences to things, but the tavern is fine. Oh, so as long as you don't prefer it, you can have slick or? It's a gray line. Yeah, probably. Um, Love gray lines. Live in the gray. You ever been to the catch? I don't know what that or where that is. It's the best place you guys have here, unless somebody else has a suggestion. Mm. The bell tower? My suggestion was the church, so that's already been shot down. Unanimously by we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the bell tower is, but... You guys probably couldn't get in. I, I don't know why. I, yeah, we we're not going to anyone's to specific place. All right, I think we can say that <laughs> here and now. Leo definitely would not get in. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically places where we're not going to be listened in on the by catch, a bunch of creeps with masks. The catch um, seems good. Elanil? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Elanil, is that, that's okay? Oh, yeah. All right. And you can call me Ella. It's fine. Ella, Nelly, Nella? Uh, maybe when we're at the catch, you can call me Nelly, but everywhere else, Ella's fine. That was a really cool chamber. Anyone else get that? Get that feeling from the room we slept in. Really like that it's chamber. Better, yeah. It was an improvement. Yeah. Uh, 
And did I, the did guy I that see... talked to us so nice, actually. I think that was mostly sarcasm. No, 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 no. I mean, he was like spooky. Oh, him. I thought you meant the guard. Uh. No. <laughs> yeah, I. Godot. He was so scary when he, he came in the door. He, he was, was like, I am Tentacle Man smoking cigarettes. You must fear me. And then he started talking and he was so chill. His cigarettes are awful. Don't tell anyone I said that either. Yeah, you, you're not really supposed to eat them. Yeah, he, he did he did no demonstrate what you do um, with it right before you started chewing it. We'll try again later. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely got the feeling that he really believed what he said when he said he doesn't eat brains, but I'm going to call it right now. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow. That guy's going to try and eat our brains. I mean, I got a really good read on him. <laughs> um, I think he's actually being truthful. He's well, seems like, like said, that's just his lifestyle now. I know yeah, biologically I've... he has the ability to eat brains. Yeah. I'm just thinking, I but... don't know how old he is. But if he was alive during the second wave, there's like a 90% chance he already has eaten some brains. I'd like to say that, like, biologically, you all have the ability to eat brains, <laughs> technically speaking. <laughs> well, not Leo. Do I? <laughs> you can ingest I mean, them. Munch. You have, yeah, you have the ability to there's munch on brains and grind. You could grind brains. <laughs> Actually, it'd probably be easier for you than anyone else here because uh, you could just like a can opener, right? Just <laughs> you might actually already have that function built in. <laughs> Explains the little you know? lever. Have you job. tried? That's one of my class features. It's a brain can opener. Is, uh, <laughs> I think what it's called. Thumb and forefinger. <laughs> All right. So you guys are walking, talking. Eventually, make your way down to. We'll say this is interesting. So one way of getting between wards, of course, is stairs that are kind of carved into the sides of the cliffs. But placed strategically around the different wards, and uh, also on like the cliffs themselves, are these dumbwaiters. You know, they're 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 like hand cranked elevators, where like folks at the bottom, like large strong types, are tasked with kind of like keeping these uh, moving all day, and they use you know all manner of kind of uh, archaic means to you know steam and and whatnot to like keep these little cranks turning. Uh, with minimal effort. So like you would have seen Walker for sure down in the break, these like large cogs and wheels that are used to kind of like keep these dumbwaiters going up and down. And that's the way they move resources from the sea below all the way up to the surface and, and vice versa. Most of these are reserved for, uh, you know, cargo and, and trade, but there are a handful that are passenger lifts. I think we would take the lifts because I am still, we are still at least a little bit concerned about being seen with other non-future members at this point, because it's not often that we mix. So the lift seems less conspicuous. Is it like the lifts at, I guess most people don't know this, uh, at the Mall of America, <laughs> where <laughs> they're glass like elevators that anybody looking can just see? No. How very okay. minuscule. Not at all. In fact, there are like little cubicles of like relative privacy. And because okay. they're so slow moving, passengers can take the lifts, but they tend not to be practical. So most people just kind of like hoof it up and down the stairs. I think Walker's definitely down for the lift until we actually get to the lift. And then he starts looking at Leo and looking at the ropes holding the lift and looking back at Leo. <laughs> 
and then kind of like measuring up and then like looking at the loads of things on the other lifts that they're carrying and trying to like size up how much those weigh versus how much Leo might weigh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, se- it seems like they're built to bear uh, a large load. So. Walker certainly I, waits I, until Leo gets on. I'm not taking this into consideration <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, just lumbering on. You hear it creak a little bit, but it holds. I gingerly step on and I try not to move too much. Roll a dexterity saving throw? I'm kidding. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Just where Walker's standing breaks and falls. (laughs) Is it it like a freight lift or is it? Yeah, it's kind of like a freight lift. They're mostly designed for that. In fact, you probably are standing there with maybe like a crate full of maybe fish that's being, you know, um, no, I guess it wouldn't be fish if it's going down. Let me think about this for just a sec. Because it's such an important detail. Yeah. <laughs> Everything hinges on this one. It is, it is a crate of apples that's being sent down from the surface. It's, it's tagged and marked uh, for delivery. Oh, and I for sure perceive the apples. Walker gives you an elbow and points and kind of like lifts his eyebrows and shrugs. Like, what are the chances of that? It seems awfully convenient. Do you do theft? Have you ever done a theft? I've, what is, no. Just uh, grab one. Just grab. No one's here. Grab one. But it's it's, see, it's closed. It, it's closed. But I think I Crack could wrench it open. It open. Do I Crack with my open. hands? Wait. Just wait, Leo. Leo, can you do the theft for me? Theft? Yeah. Just just lift the. You're a creature of evil. Just open the crate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll open the box. Go on. Get your hands in there. <laughs> I'll t- I'll take the apple. You just open it for me. Open it up. <laughs> I grab it. It, it. It's full of apples, I'm assuming, <laughs> as described. There's nothing else secret hidden in the box. <laughs> it's a mimic, <laughs> and it comes after you. <laughs> On the outside of the box, of course, is <laughs> written the weight of this freight. So taking an apple or three or four uh, is going to lower the weight of the the crate. So you manage to pry it open without issue and take a few apples. I store four apples in my pocket. I'm very excited. There's a definite satisfaction on Walker's face watching this guy from the future break a law. And I'm like very nervous the whole time, even though they're apples. Like, wait, who could who could even see me? Like, who's going to are you guys going to rat me? I don't plan on it. No, but (laughs) just know that forever now we know your little secret. Oh, shit take one of the apples yeah. out and put it back but i leave three <laughs> in my pocket you know what just for shits and giggles give me a sleight of hand check <laughs> oh god You're oh my god another natural one <laughs> prying open the crate takes some finesse like it takes some strength to get it open and without taking all of the little tines that are used to like keep it shut the nails uh you kind of have to hold it open and You've had it open this whole time while you're talking about like taking the apples and you go to put one back and it kind of slips out of your hand and uh, smashes down on your wrist. And you take three points of uh, piercing damage as one of the little nails just kind of like scratches. I guess it would be slashing damage. You take some slashing damage as one of the tines uh, like scratches your wrist and you snatch your hand back out. Um, Not the smoothest lift anyone's ever done um and it makes a really loud sound when it snaps back down and you guys are just getting to the floor where uh the catch is located and there's somebody waiting there to like pull the apples off and they have like a little dolly and they lift the crate up pause for a minute and say seems a bit light uh 
Walker's so, going to uh, tap the uh, scout brooch and just say, we had to investigate it for harmful apples. Oh, I see. Make a deception roll. <laughs> That's a 10. He kind of eyes you for a minute. Says, yeah, sure. I mean, you have got the brooch and all. Yeah, got brooch and all. We've got the brooch. You don't typically come down this far from the surface, do you? After last night's events, we're going everywhere, checking everything. His eyes get real wide and says, oh, Jesus, I don't want anything to do with any of that. Look, all we know was the guy last night, he had something about this big in his hand, and it fucked him up. We don't know if it was an apple. We don't know if it was a rock. Shit. We don't know if it was a fish. Gotta check it all out. Have you Apples and fish are like the two things I eat here. Have Fuck. you experienced any um, intense surges of power or possibly no, no, catching no, no. on fire? Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to suspect you of anything. I, I, I haven't done nothing. I, in fact, I, I don't even like apples. <laughs> He's like putting his crate onto his dolly and starts like rolling it wait, down wait, the path. Wait, and wait, says, wait, 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 wait. There was something suspicious about that box. No, it, we may wait, need to take it. This box? The, the whole thing? The whole thing. This is like a kilo of apples. What, what are you going to do with it? We need to bring it back for examination. Uh, roll a persuasion check. DJ's <laughs> really bad. I like, don't know if Leo is like fucking around or if Leo just actually thinks what I was saying was true. <laughs> 20. Oh my God. <laughs> well, his passive... His passive wisdom is uh, not that high. So uh, he's <laughs> just kind of like, looks and sees that you're wearing a brooch as well. And his eyes get wide and he says, oh, Jesus. Can you give me some sort of, no, I'm supposed to deliver these right now. My job depends on it. I put an apple in his hand. <laughs> no, I mean like some sort of requisition notice or something. Normally if there's official business, it comes with official Paperwork. We can, we can write a this note. is stressful as hell. All of a sudden, first somebody comes down here. Anybody uh, have a notepad? What what language do you need it in? I mean, common would be fine. I think that's mostly what we speak around here. Well, that's mostly what you speak around here. We, the future, speak many languages, including predominantly silence. I believe you should take a moment. I don't know moment. how you'd write a note in silence, but <laughs> I would prefer in common. Would be great, <laughs> please. <laughs> I don't think I have anything for writing because I'm from water. Can can I borrow some seaweed? I, you, it, it's not just like normal. Well, you it's, the mask you you were with the cloth. It's hardened you, to actually provide a level of protection for me. I'm not gonna give you my armor. Elanil, do you have paper by chance? Yeah, I I do. Um, okay. Probably. <laughs> Let's say From you do and move on. So you, yeah. you write the note. note. What is the note? It. I just need to know what the note says. <laughs> That's the most interesting part to me. Elidil, do you want to write the note? No, this was your idea, <laughs> stealing this poor man's job. All right, all right. So <laughs> These apples, the, the requisite apples have been seized by the scouts under investigation of the events of whatever the date was yesterday. Okay. You write that out. <laughs> it just the says yesterday. 
I don't know what the date was yesterday. All future shipments are suspended. <laughs> Look, man, we're Look, all just doing a job. Um, and you guys broke. just kind of think, yeah, I can get used to this. I hope you guys are happy for stealing that poor man's I am work. now realizing I probably should not have given you the brooches before <laughs> he has committed to coming upstairs. <laughs> That's a big oversight by Inspector Godot. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly had you pegged for honorable sorts. So... Elvie's immediately friend. went to thieving. Elvie's favorite snack has always been apples, and I don't think he's ever had a fresh one, so this is going to be a nice surprise for him at some point. Wow. We should have had that guy deliver them to Elvie. What are you doing with the crate of apples, though? Because, like, you got to go to this bar. I'm carrying Maybe, them. uh... Oh yeah, big. Just in, in my hand. I didn't mean to imply it was a small crate of apples. It's pretty large. I just want to point out apples that is like eight apples. Oh, I, I don't know how much a kilo <laughs> is. <laughs> and I do want to point out that you said that the guy picked it up and said it felt a little light. So it's I, I liftable. Say that. <laughs> it's liftable, but I imagined he like he was a big strong guy, right? And he like He's lifted a giant it robot. and put it on. And I was kind of making a joke. I know, but to carry these apples around the city, like, <laughs> he was putting it on a dolly. He was lifting it to a dolly and then like wheeling it along. It's light enough to where you can tell the weight difference from four apples. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> It's canon now, baby. I didn't expect it to <laughs> unwind like this. Oh, God. Okay, cool. So you've got them on the dolly. You're pushing them along, uh, but you're just going to take them with you to the bar? I'm not done with Applegate, okay? I want <laughs> to get to the bottom of this. Okay, hold on. I am taking hold on. Them, Let me... uh, all right. At the very least, I'm taking a few. Do I have a satchel of some sort? I have no idea. I, um, I've got I robes. I, I've got a, that's probably a bunch of pockets. I do know I have a lot have of pockets no in my robes. Because I had a whole bunch of different like tools and stuff in there. Like that was my initial description of this character. I had a lot of pockets. And I'm going to fill them with as many apples as possible. Our fixation on apples is astounding and I love it. By the way, a kilo is 2.2 pounds. Yeah, I looked that up and I was like, that's not that many. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have gone there. That was my bad. It was more like a barrel of apples. I'm yeah. looking up a barrel now. Um... I can't wait to hear the edit of this episode and the guy's like, so what are bad. you doing? I, this is, I this is like a whole barrel of apples. <laughs> <laughs> no, all of it stays. Okay. All right. It's got a capacity of three bushels, all right? It's three bushels of apples. Three bushels that of it apples. Up. Yeah. <laughs> really helped right. me I'm going to fill as apples. many pockets as I can with apples and then... If I can, just write free apples on this box. <laughs> Set them down. Right. Fan fucking tastic. He All takes right. from the poor so, and gives to the poor. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. This is what these shows are made of. It's just guy. apple talk. Man, apple we're obsessed talk. with apples. <laughs> That's a show that they have in, in Vesper every morning. is a little talk Apple show talk. that they have called Apple Talk. <laughs> Welcome back to Apple Talk. Scotty, tell us what we're looking at today. Apples. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I would like to go to the bar, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> one one bushel of apples is equal to 48 pounds or 126 apples. Wow. It's a wow. lot of apples. Barrels are big. Yeah. So we've got like well, 400 Leo? apples at our disposal. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a big it's and, a big old crate of apples. And he was and, able to uh, tell that it was too late. <laughs> <laughs> we can, I clearly didn't have this pre- planned. All right, this moment was clearly not prepped in my can, notes. So <laughs> we could ditch me. the plot and just start at, like an apple business, and that mm. could be what this is. An apple now quest. <laughs> just <laughs> tales of Kana, the quest for more apples. <laughs> Johnny's apple quest. <laughs> Oh, we can name our adventuring party the Applejacks, you know? (laughs) This is the apple seed of the adventure. (laughs) (laughs) To the bar. Uh, All right, so after you guys dig through apples and write a sign that says free apples on it and leave it aside, and if that guy comes back for it, it's going to be very (laughs) confused. (laughs) Uh, As soon as you park it, like, near anyone, like, people just begin to mob over there seeing like fresh apples just like free for the taking and it, it causes quite a commotion so you have to duck away down a little like alley burrow and uh can we, can we like check it burrow. first to see if there's anything like off about the apples like we said we were going to do and the apples are fine <laughs> <laughs> it's just a one-off thing <laughs> this is its own one shot all right so you have to duck down a little burrow alley and make your way to the catch and uh, you have the place to yourselves. Well, thoughts? Well, I I feel like we should probably help. I mean, we'll learn things too, right? That's what we want. Do you guys think that the rock I threw caused that explosion? No, no. No. I don't think so. Then what did? That guy was causing a lot of things, and he didn't seem super in control of them. I I think that rock, whatever he was holding, not the one you threw, but the shiny one in his hand, I think that caused it. I have something like that. Did I mention that before? You might have mentioned before, yeah. At the church, we have we have something that looks incredibly similar to that. It's It's a... A gemstone. It's like a like a softball size thing, like a grapefruit. If if we grow grapefruit here, <laughs> like a very large apple, <laughs> like like a four apple. Yeah, like, yeah like everything's a, measured in terms of apples. Like it's bigger yeah. than an apple. It's smaller than an apple. One and a half it's, apples. It's one like and one, and half apples. Like one and a half apples. Um, oh, oh, okay. But is that I quit. I fucking quit. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> The, the coloring is identical. It, it looks very, very similar. And uh, we have, over the course of the 70 years that I've been working on it, we haven't been able to crack it, so to speak. So um, It's also, just for a point of clarification, it has never glowed like that before. It's never shown any life right. whatsoever. And no experiments on it or or study of it has managed to extract any kind of energy or power or anything from it so it's similar in its appearance but not in its behavior now assuming it just started behaving like that are we positive that that's not the same piece i have no idea have you been when's the last time you've seen it when i left the church yesterday morning is the last i saw it f here's not gonna like it but maybe we should go check i don't like the church i don't want to go to the church it's fine. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But my my brain also, I have to, we have to bring up 
Where do we think this person came from? Inside, outside? Did this person look human? Yes. Did they, based on their like dress or speech patterns, they seem local? Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't dressed in any strange way. There was nothing, really the most interesting thing about them was that one, they were screaming at the top of their lungs in the middle of the commons. And two, they were holding a glowing stone and shooting fire from their glove. Other than that, they were totally unremarkable. Just like a follower of whatever that group is. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this person's probably knew about as much of what's going on as we do right now. I don't think they're the ones pulling the strings. Definitely not now. I think we still have to decide if, I mean, even if we do go to the church... Are we doing that with intent to give Godot that information? Or are we like doing it ourselves, not working with him? The tentacle man is strange, but trustworthy, mostly. The other thing to take into consideration is I told them to have somebody there to take care of Alvi. Presumably, that's going to be somebody trusted and maybe in the know of what's been going on. And that thing is like kind of just right out in the open. So if they if they see it, they might see a resemblance and they might take it for examination. That's a possibility. They might recognize it as what was at the scene. Hmm. The way I see it, I don't know if we have so much of a choice. I mean, they're going to come for anybody a little different. Ella, you might be fine, but... They're going to see something that looked like it, like you said, where you're from. And you're, if you don't mind me saying, all kinds of weird, Leo. So might be in your best interest to join up. I honestly think uh, my best bet is the same. It's a stressed level of friendship between my people and yours. And I think leaving right now might not look right for my people on my behalf. I don't much care for them in a social sense, but I don't want to cause major trouble down there. Might be best for me to see this through as well. I don't see another way that I can keep the church alive, frankly. I mean, this is just the best way to keep my family out of it, you know? I don't want him to, my dad to get all, I don't know, I I just don't want to be involved really. So I think this is the best way to help that. So I'm definitely in. We. I don't see, we don't see a way that we are able to walk the same path, but the injustice of it all for Leo, despite the the preconditions of, of my understanding of what you are and you don't seem to be what I've been led to believe you are, it seems like the only way forward and I'm not sure that we can take it at the same time. And that is a precondition of my reality. Ugh. And I take a bite of an apple. You ever thought about a career change? Uh, the future is not something anyone leaves. I mean, I've had jobs tell me that. I don't. It's not a job. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's a calling more than anything else. Did you join it? Yeah, I, Josh, worked for Chick-fil-A. They tried the same shit on me. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody leaves. This is a calling. And everybody in unison pulled down their masks and was like, my pleasure, and then put them back. (laughs) 
we didn't join. We didn't choose this, but it's also the only thing that the future knows and is. And the reality is that I'm a vessel of their knowledge. And so I don't know how easily they'll let that go. While I may be ostracized in some capacity because of this investigation, I... Still getting used to that. This isn't clear. This is a dangerous path for a number of reasons. I feel like they might come after me. I feel like they might kill me because I know the prophecy and that is dangerous knowledge to be shared outside of the future. The prophecy. What prophecy? Can you share it with us before they kill you? I'm not supposed to <laughs> yeah, talk we'll, we'll about it. <laughs> kind of seems like in... Wait, wait, well, what about... What if you write it I down? I just said I can't talk about it. <laughs> And it seems like in the midst of a whole investigation about weird shit happening, a uh, knowledge of some ooky spooky prophecy might actually pertain a little bit. Uh, I don't know that it's so emergent right now at this moment, but I'll so you're keep wait you abreast if things change. What would be enough of a reason? We're all going to um, die. Another guy blows up. I blow up. At what point do you think that it's going to be pertinent information? Mm, I need to take another bite of my apple. If it's going to be me blowing up, I'd like to know a little bit before that. I don't I don't think it's you blowing up, but I think that I'm unwinding a decade plus of, of emotional <laughs> baggage and, and indoctrination, thinking about these, these different things in, in the future. It says, um, I'll share it when I can, when I'm ready. But I don't know that I can do that yet. Well, I guess we should either go to Godot saying we're in, we'll help him, or we go to the church to see if the stone is still there and and check on um, Leo's mentor, question mark. As offensive as it is for me to potentially ignore the future and go to Godot, it is a far greater sin for me to even think about the church. So that's that's my vote. So do should we split the party? <laughs> I mean, we can go. I'm just gonna like sit outside. Okay. That's okay. You you keep watch outside and and we'll and we'll go inside like normal people. We can do that. Yes. Everyone roll a perception check for me. Twelve. Eight. Twenty-two. Nineteen. So Walker and F, as you make your approach to the church, the second wave, there's a figure a lizard folk leaning against the wall out front. And the way they're kind of holding their arms crossed in front of them, you can just faintly see the outline of a crossbow slung underneath their jacket and spot a brooch pinned to their lapel, like a legitimate member of the scouts who seems to kind of be like nodding off on your approach. And they haven't spotted you. The two of you spot them well before, just as you're kind of coming around the corner, looking down the sort of narrow tunnel that leads to the church. Hmm. Well, it feels to me like they upheld their end of the bargain, at the very least, from perception on the outside. You know, this seems to be a protective detail. This is in front of the church, like we're mm-hmm. there now. Cool. I feel like we can approach. What do you guys think? I just yell out, Scouts, honor to you. 
<laughs> Who's that? Oh, it's you, fool. Godot said you'd be along. You're the big one they said lives here, yeah? Yeah. Well, you'll be happy to know that... Uh... Alvi. Alvi, that's right. Sorry, terrible with names. Um, he seems to be doing all right. He was right worried about you. Asked a lot of questions. Um, God really likes apples. He does. I managed to get him one, but he said it was a bit hard. He says normally they're a bit softer. So I've never had a soft apple before, but I held it kind of over a little fire and it warmed up nicely and he was right happy. I've never really had to care for an elderly person before, but he is at the age where he needs help. Um, what kind of help? Like warm apples? <laughs> he's forgetful. Ah. He's very forgetful. Yeah. No, he's got a lot of fucking stories for somebody forgetful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he remembers He remembers things, but he forgets things for the day. He remembers He remembers old things. He forgets new things, if that makes sense. Well, hospice care is not my, uh, you know, it's not my forte or anything. He, but He can do it. He can do it himself. He just needs to, he needs prodding. Anyway, uh, don't let me keep you. He's asking about you all night. Like, keeps dinging this little bell that's inside, like nonstop, and wanted to know if yep. you'd come back yet. And I told him I didn't know anything, and I'd tell him as soon as I did, Alvie. If you know chess, he'll he'll play chess with you. Yeah. We like a short king, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> we do like a short king. Yes. You head inside. Do you go straight to Alvie's room? I would, yeah. You make your way in. Okay, um, is the display of the crystal on the way or would we have to deviate it would not have been on display it would have been something in your like private collection kind of in the back room okay when you walk in everything appears normal as you walk through the main atrium where all of the historical displays are it's under lock and key and it seems perfectly fine when you enter alvi's chamber you're alarmed to see that he is not there interesting what's more Many of his belongings are no longer there. His books and papers and maybe a handful of trinkets that would have been close to him have all been taken as well. Is there anything that would give me any sort of clue as to what happened? Like, did it seem like he took them? Roll an investigation check. Okay. Nine plus investigation for 13. That's a good roll. There's no sign of a struggle here. I don't think he could put up much of a struggle in general, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> To be more specific, nothing's been turned over. Nothing's been broken into. It's just not there. There is, however, beside his bed, a plate with the remains of a baked apple on it, like the core and everything. So that holds up. Um, I would immediately go back and ask if that person knew where LV was or if they've just disintegrated. The scout's name is Is, And he says, I mean, I saw him, but maybe like two hours ago. I mean, it's early. I didn't want to wake him up or anything, but he hasn't right. dung the bell in, uh, it dung? <laughs> he hasn't... <laughs> rang the bell. He hasn't rung the bell in at least a couple hours. So, I mean, I haven't checked on him in, in that time, but he was fine. He was sleeping soundly. I ate his apple and then he was very happy. And okay. um, I've been out here the whole time. No one's come in or out. There's no way that he would have left or gone anywhere. You sure he's not just looking around inside? Does, it, does he seem believable? You can roll an insight check. Actually, you guys can all roll an insight check if you want. If you guys are all standing out there talking to him. I would like to do that. I don't know if I would be. Oh, nat 20. 18 plus insight. 18. Nat 20 plus 5. Not that it matters. 8. 
he's as surprised as you are. And if anything, he does also seem worried. Alvi's obviously pretty charming. And this guy already seems a bit endeared to him, even though he acted like he was obnoxious. No, 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 no. I, I'm here to keep the peace. I would never do anything to harm anybody. I'm as confused mm -hmm. as you are. No one's coming in out. I mean, I, I was dozing off this morning, but I mean, I was just... The, the little itty bitty catnaps, not like long ones. I would have heard someone on the approach. I, I swear. Okay. 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 I'm going to go check downstairs. In your study, basically, where you were yeah. in the beginning. Which yeah. I'm assuming so, is also where that crystal is. Yeah. That's where you and Bit were kind of pouring over books and things that are not quite understood or mm. you know on display are like kept there. Running down the stairs and into your private study you see that many of the artifacts that were there, including the stone, are also missing, okay. as are several books and things that would have contained important information, things that were super, anything that would have been really valuable to the research that you were doing. And kind of rolling off that insight, it's stuff that Alvi would have known to take. Okay. I'm not <laughs> uh, calm. But I will try to be as calm as possible and go back upstairs. Yeah, the crystal's gone. Alvi's gone. Everything's gone. What? Uh, I full on panic and like fall over in the street because this is bad <laughs> for me as well. Because it could be anywhere, and that's a problem. It's like proximity yeah. radiation of fear. So it's been at most two hours. We know that for sure, right, Is Yeah, no, at most. Okay, okay. At most two hours. You heard nothing. You, you can get anywhere here in two hours. Yeah, no, it's not a big place. That's the problem. But no, nobody came out or went in. There's no other entrances or exits, right? As far as I know, this is the only exit. As far as you know, yeah. Yeah, no, this is, this is the only way out. Uh, this is the only way anybody has ever come in or out. This building is cursed. <laughs> Can I try to do ranger things and see if there's tracks or any direction? Yeah. You want to turn the place over a little bit? Yeah. I guess with with Leo's permission for you guys all to yeah. look around the place, then that is totally a course of action. I'm totally. standing outside, even though I'm very good at this. We're aware. <laughs> <laughs> Hyperventilating. <laughs> Just like munching on an apple, like, yeah. right? Like just trying Very to intentionally keep it not <laughs> making eye contact with the sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really a church. It's not really a church. It's not really a church. <laughs> then whoever would like to do an investigation check who hasn't already, go ahead. Six. Oh my god, dude, natural twenty. Nice. nice. Good dice. Wow. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, yeah. Oh, this is your new dice? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hot dice. Ella, while everyone's kind of, you know, handling the situation in their own way, you immediately, I was almost like, what do your elven eyes see? <laughs> but you immediately take to the training that you've passively kind of received over the years from Iniara kicks in. And you begin to look over the place for any signs of egress that aren't through the front door. You don't see any signs of a struggle, but you do see multiple sets of footprints that lead down into the study. Looking around in that hallway that is underground, right? Down the stairs where the study was located, you decide to look along the rest of the walls and the hallway and eventually come to one that feels hollow. Clearly, there's a false door here. Hell yeah. 
Uh, Leo, have you... I think there's a door here. Do you know about this? Do I? You sure don't. I don't know how to open it, though. Does it does it feel like a door? Is it just like a small alcove? Like, can I help you open it? What you can see, very, very difficult to discern, but there's just a small area like right at the end of the hallway at the corner. You can see a groove that now that you're looking at it very, very closely, it's clearly a door jam, mm-hmm. but there's no sign of any way to like open the door from this side. Mm. Uh, nope, not familiar, but I think I can open it. If you want me to. Yeah, that'd be really cool. I will do my best to punch through the wall and pull it open. Okay. Oh, God, that's what you meant. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not in a good place right now. Like, LV's missing. Yeah. I think this is an unarmed strike, right? Um, Actually, your athletics might be better. Athletics is plus one. Oh. <laughs> I rolled a natural one, so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no matter damn what, it. it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's an automatic fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I start so. moving around anything that's near the door. Like maybe like it's like one of those, like if you pull a statue <laughs> or a book out, it'll open. Mm-hmm. Walker's going to look for like some uh, kitchen utensils or something, yeah, like a spatula if I can, okay. and try and wedge it in and <laughs> Crack it open. A spatula. Uh, what kind of checks do you guys want to do for those? I mean, you already know what's there. So I guess it's a slide of hand check, right? Slide of hand? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm actually goodish at those. 17. 17 total? Yeah. 12 plus 5. It takes some finagling, but you're able to get, uh, what did you say? Some kind of like a cooking utensil? Looking for a like, spatula, like a metal spatula. Actually, probably do you one better. Looking around the place, like... Uh, if they have a crowbar, I want a crowbar. But. I was going to say, they have like archaeological tools, right? Like yeah. spade, you know, shovels, things like that. So you would have found some sort of flat metal instrument that's used for excavation and jammed that in there and you pry and it doesn't pop the door open, but it clearly gets into the groove and you get a little bit of purchase. I'm going to like leave it there and run outside. Hey, F, um, I know you don't want to come in. There's some stuff going on. Might want to check it out. Okay. If so, mm, it'll be our little secret, just like the apple theft. The apple. Yep. You're right. Okay. So what I need, what we need, and I hope that the scout didn't hear me just um, say I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not that he'd give a shit. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Uh, we, we, we need you to cover our eyes and walk. <laughs> I'm going to cover my eyes and you guide me there. Are you- I'm not going to cover your fucking eyes. Not what? you. Not you. I'm not. It's, it's not talking to you. Walker. <laughs> you're uh, just snap at the lizard. You're not fucking with me. This is. Yeah, you're. Yeah. This is antithetical to my existence. Okay. All right. Uh, put your hand on my shoulder. Just close your eyes, I guess. I, I do that, and I'm holding the apple in my other hand and, like, squeezing it like a little juice is coming out. <laughs> I lock him in, and then uh, I purposely run him into a table. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kind of pedestal on display that, like, you know, just, like, bump him into on the way in. I knock him on a few things on the way back, and then I get there, yeah. and I'm like, sorry, it's really... uh. You'd be surprised how much there is in here to navigate around. You, you'd be shocked right. at how good I am at perceiving how close I am to things while we're walking through this. But I'd still 
trusting you. I angle him just so you can see only the wall that we're trying to get through and open. All right. What what are we doing here? What's the... All right. We got a classic rabbit hole situation. I already tried the carrot, and I point at um, the implement that I put in there. That didn't work, so open to suggestions, but we think whoever uh, took the stuff went that way, probably. What else have we tried? Uh, Leo punched it, but it wasn't not not impressive. It's very strong. It's basically impossible. And uh, Nellyella over here was touching stuff. Mm. Leo, remember when you threw that rock and it maybe blew a guy up? Yeah. <laughs> Think you could do that to the door? Do you have could, a rock? Could find you a rock. Let's go find a rock. I'm gonna go find a rock. <laughs> I just try oh. to apply pressure to the spade first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> while while they're off finding the rock, I'm kind of like trying to wiggle it as much as possible. I'm assuming it doesn't do anything, but give me a yeah, give me an athletics check. Uh twelve. Pretty strong. I think you break the handle off the spade, so now it's just like the end of like a spade, like shoved into the crack. Okay. Um, this this just appears to be a regular door for the most part. I mean, obviously it's recessed; it's a hidden door, but there's nothing there's nothing extra special going on. Should I detect magic? I guess you could try. I feel like I'm going to detect magic. I'm going to call upon something that I recognized for the first time when the gauntlet was going off, and when uh, Leo was throwing the rocks, and kind of this new sense that that awoke. And I'm going to detect magic. You draw deep on that well of experience and suddenly you get the sensation that there is, you wouldn't know what it's called, but it's a school of magic called abjuration. And this is locked by some means unknown to you. It reeks of the same sort of nonsense that was going on in the commons. I would definitely view that as nonsense. So yes. Yeah, that's kind of why, for your benefit. Yeah. Yes, right. There's tomfoolery afoot with this wall. This is not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is not <laughs> a traditional wall. This wall is is not. Uh, get the rock. <laughs> we we got to right. we got to try the rock. I think there there's no there's nothing that I can see or detect. But there is something wrong here in the same manner that there was something wrong with that man in the suit that he had in the plaza. All right, toss Leo the rock. I guess just throw it weird like you did. Um, For those listening at home, uh, Leo just mimed catching the rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that little that little noise that I made. I'll just try to invoke what I did before, which was effectively casting magic stone. And if I do that successfully, the rock will turn sort of a rust orange color matching my skin tone. It does. And I will throw it at the door. I back away immediately because I'm very yes, close to yeah. the door. I assume you've all Definitely. like got, yeah. you're in the stairwell leading right. down to this. And right. Leo is just kind of like at the end of the hallway, tossing it the distance, which is probably, you know, 20 feet mm -hmm. um, kind of from around the corner. What is the effect when you throw it again? It, it, it's a it's an explosion, right? It's I imagine kind of like sparks. Kind of like a very, very intense static shock, if that makes sense. All right, cool. You throw it and it, it hits with like a shower of sparks at the end of the hallway right on the door, making a loud noise. And thank God it doesn't explode because that would alert so many people to the presence of something way out of the ordinary. 
and it falls to the floor and there's just kind of like a mark on the wall but it doesn't appear to do any damage to the wall other than maybe superficial but the door itself remains closed well well i don't think i was i I don't think this caused the explosion (laughs) i think that was just a happy accident so to speak or a sad accident how many people died from that explosion I don't think you got an official number, but well, you know, it, it's it's assumed a lot, a, a bunch, quite a few, a bunch of people died. So a sad accident. Still didn't get the door open though. So do we keep standing around this door, or do we go talk to somebody else? Does anybody have another way of getting through the door? Because I think we should, if we can. I, mean, I could kick it, but that doesn't seem to be working well. It seems as though chances are good we aren't going to be able to open this door. Elenil, you were looking around and there wasn't anything. Now with the information that it's magical, do you have any other um, uh, inclinations? I don't really have any way to open magical doors, unfortunately. I, I, I looked around. There didn't seem to be any like levers or anything like that. Maybe there's a way in from outside. Maybe this room goes somewhere out, so maybe we can get in from the outside. Would Alvi have any reason to run from you, Leo? Not from you specifically, I don't mean that way, but, you know. I mean, Alvi Alvi didn't really have the ability to run in general. Okay, fair point. No, Alvi was bedridden, and that's the entire reason I was out instead of Alvi in the festival. So it's not possible... Alvi knew about this passageway, took that item, and left? It's entirely possible Alvi did, but, I mean, if Alvi knew of this passageway, it was one of very few possible secrets that Alvi had in total, because Alvi became an apprentice here basically at the same time as I came into consciousness, and we grew up together here in this building and we shared everything. Elvi was the curator of this place, but effectively we were equals. There there was no, as far as I understood, there were no secrets between us. Okay. So I didn't earlier because I was outside, but I'd like to roll an investigation check in the room. Um, Is there anything to roll for? I guess. Not, not I? really. Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah, I'm not going to make you roll for that. I think it's... It's clear. Yeah, I think with like I think there was a nat 20. I, I want to say Ella oh, yeah. had like a nat right. 20. So yeah. like, I mean, that just she, she's pointed out door. like everything about the room at this point yeah. that uh, would be anything to investigate. So it's not really much to yeah. glean from the situation, except that what I'll tell you, like you've tried physical means, everything you can think of. Uh, you've tried... Um, you haven't... You've tried a couple times to just like, you know, like jimmy it, you know what I mean? Stick the spade in, you used kind of strength there. If you want to apply more delicate touch to it, you could try that. If you know anything about, if you've ever read anything about like, you know, magically locked doors or anything like that, I mean, you could roll an arcana check, but an investigation probably wouldn't be as useful to you at this point. Got it. Because I know that this is magical, I'm going to roll an arcana check. Um, yeah. just to try, kind of try to delicately explore it as like I'm still figuring out whatever magic is in general. Sure. 19 plus one, so it's a 20. There's a story that 
you've probably heard because even though the future believes in higher abilities, some sort of maybe higher power or force in the cosmos, maybe they don't believe that mortals have any right to it. So maybe it's a fear of trying to control those things, but that doesn't mean you're not aware. I'm sure there were stories passed down of, you know, magic doors that could only be opened with a certain word or phrase or magic doors that required like great finesse. My instinct says, uh, short king. <laughs> it fucking opens. No, it does not. <laughs> It fucking opens. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>is Mathar De Leon as the DM, PJ Heller as Leo Feldman, Leslie Ray as LNL Valen, Joshua Ramsey as Walker Omeron, and Crossland Shaw as F, aka The Future. The show is a production of Atomic Pylon Media. Our intro theme was composed by Mathar. The track you're hearing right now is Adolescent Orange by Falcon Dives. This episode was mixed by Jeremy Tuttle and was edited by Crossland and Mathar. Our cover art was illustrated by the amazing Leslie Ray. You can support the show by following at Catacomb Party on Instagram and Twitter and on your favorite podcast platform. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple, which helps a ton with reaching more listeners like yourself. You can also join us on Discord. Want to hear episodes early? Want to swap fan theories? Maybe want Leslie to draw your OC? I mean, anything's possible. Except that last one. But the girl can dream. That's it for the party this week, but you can get even more of the cast by checking out our first behind-the-screen bonus episode called Talk Talk. It's already up on the feed, and it's a pretty chill hang, if I do say so myself. The next episode should drop Wednesday, July 6th. That is, if I don't get sucked into the multiverse on a wild goose chase for the fate of reality and, you know, have to fight my way back just in time to hit publish. You never know. As always, the biggest credit goes out to you. We wouldn't be here if there weren't so many nerds just dying for another fantasy podcast, right? right? Kudos to you for having such great taste. Now get out. what the fuck alvy was a short man <laughs> <laughs> well done <laughs>